Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are talking about selling, buying, everything to do with Facebook Marketplace. Yes, we have dabbled in this before, especially selling like our own furniture items. And also, we've done a little bit of flipping on there, too. So... Wanted to do a full episode all about it. And then this is really exciting because this episode is going to be part of a two-part Facebook series. And then our next episode after this will be discussing selling in buy, sell, trade Facebook groups with a special guest. So look forward to that next week. Yes. But before we get into all of that, what is going on this week? Not too much is going on. Oh yeah, but I never updated on my shoe inventory that I finished it. So I made a reel on Instagram about this. So if you wanna see like a visual representation of this, um, you can go check out my Instagram shop, Taylor J and check out that reel. But it is so nice. I had, I think it ended up being 52 pairs of shoes and they're all boxed up now and stored in my guest bedroom closet. And I used just a roll of inventory stickers from Amazon. So they're just numbered zero, 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 one, all the way to a thousand. So it should last me a while. And then I was able to just assign every pair of shoes, one of those inventory numbers. And then from there, when things sell, it'll tell me like, right, which box it's in. And they're super easy to find. I had my first pair sell and it was so fun to like pull it out. Love it. But I have noticed, well, okay, a couple of things have come up since I set it up. One of them was brought to me by someone on Instagram after I posted that reel. They were like, oh, are you going to, because right now it's so nice because the boxes are literally just consecutive numbers, one through 52 stored in that closet. Yeah. And she was like, okay, so when, when something sells, are you going to, um, reuse the number? Yeah, she was, are you going to like just pull the box out and then just move it into a new box and then ship it in that and then keep like the empty boxes and then as you get more shoes, just like reload them so it stays a nice, neat one through 50. And I thought about doing that because I was like, should I be doing that? Like that would be kind of nice. But then it's like I got to store the empty boxes. I was really picturing being able to just pull them off the shelves and stick um, that label on and go exactly <laughs> grab and go so for, but i did think about that for a little bit because i'm like oh it is gonna get a little more dicey down the line as i sell shoes because you know i can keep scooching them over so they're still in numer- numerical order all the time but yeah. it's not going to be as nice where it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and so on and so forth might be like one seven nine fifty two <laughs> like right. kind of like that So I wasn't sure what to do. So the first pair of shoes that sold, I actually did switch to a second box because I'm like, I have to make the decision. Like, 
or number 11 is going to be gone forever. So, <laughs> so I saved that box, but then I was thinking about it more and I'm like, well, I have the inventory sticker labels through a thousand. So that'd be kind of a waste for all those stickers. And I think it might be kind of nice at a glance to keep it, just keep it continuously going like adding on the next numbers and the next numbers and the next numbers, because then at a glance, when I look at my shoe inventory, I can like be like, okay, I still have, if I still have like numbers one through 10 in like a year from now, then maybe I need to like readjust some things, you know, and be able to see like in my face, like how stale the inventory is. Yeah. That's a good point. So I think I am going to keep it. Um, where I just, and it is really nice. So then the next pair of shoes that sold, I did just pull them off the shelf and stick the label on. It is very, very good experience doing that. So <laughs> I think that's what I decided to go on, but that was a good point brought up by someone on Instagram. Cause I had, had not thought about that at all. And you could really do it either way. There's like pros and cons to either. Yeah, definitely. But then I have noticed one other flaw with my inventory management, I guess. So I've, I've been doing a lot with my inventory lately, the shoes of it all. And then I've been incorporating Vendu, um, getting all of my inventory over there so that I can have everything cross-listed. And previously to having Vendu, I have always just like kept my inventory system managed in Poshmark, like in the additional details in each listing, there's the little skew, um, fill in that you can fill in and like for my tops I have like my little bins that are like lettered a through f so I like put whatever bin that top is in there and then um for the shoes then I had started using those numbers so I had entered in all of my shoe inventory on Poshmark but what I had failed to consider which is my own fault but live and learn is that I had already imported all of my like 500 listings or whatever from my Poshmark closet into Vendu, like right before I had started the shoe inventory process. So, so, <laughs> and as I'm bragging about, exactly. So, as I, bear with me because it's very confusing if you're not familiar <laughs> with Vendu. But as I was talking about last week, it's really nice now because I've been using the cross the not cross listing the copy listing like relist delist feature on vendu rather than posture va like i had been using up until that point yeah and so the other day i was just when i was in california actually i like i didn't have any new stuff to list so i was working on just like delisting and relisting some new inventory from vendu now that i had everything over there and i relist delist probably like 30 40 items on there and I was feeling great about it. The sales were rolling in. And then it just kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I had imported these into Vendu before I had made that update with the SKU on Poshmark. So mm. when I relist delisted them, it relist delisted like the version of that listing that hadn't had the SKU entered in for those shoes. I don't have like in, in my closet, I have more shoes than I used to, but I still don't have like majority shoes or anything. So out of the 30, 40 listings that I had cut relisted, delisted that day, I think maybe it was like five or six pairs of shoes were like incorporated in that. And when sure enough, when I went to go look at the listings, yeah, like the skew is not in there anymore. So basically there's six pairs of shoes that I no longer know which box they're in. 
<laughs> so I was like extremely stressed out when I realized it. Cause first of all, I didn't know how many pairs of shoes were affected. I was like, Oh my gosh, what if it's all of them? And I have to like pull all and the you just spent all again. that time. Yeah. Yeah. And the like, oh. <laughs> There's 52. Like it would be the end of the world. I could do it, but it's like, that's going to take me like a few hours one day to like annoying. get that corrected. Yeah. yeah. But I went back and I think it's so, so far since I've only done the D list relist on like six of those shoes. It's just those six shoes that I don't know which boxes they're in. So I think what I'm, I'm going to have to plan time this week. I haven't done it yet this week. Since then, I've been really careful to not do the delisting relisting on any of those shoes. And I'm going to have to go in and pull my inventory report in Poshmark, get the spreadsheet that Poshmark generates. Cause one of those columns will tell me all the SKUs. So I should have a record of like the other, whatever it would be like, 46 pairs of shoes that I do have the assignment still in there. And I'll have to make sure I go into Vendue and manually enter all those into the SKU in Vendue on their form. That way that it does save that information for next time. So I'm able to copy, not, I keep saying copy, sorry. So re-list, I'm able to yeah. relist, delist um, without that issue. So it will be fine. I just have to make the time to go through and pull that, that file and then do that. Um, And then I will have the six pairs of shoes that are not assigned that are missing from that list. So from there, I should be able to just pull those six boxes out and then reassign that way. So that's better than having to pull all the boxes. But yeah, when I realized that, I was like, no, I I thought it was going to be worse than it was. But still, it's not great after doing all that that work up front, getting that all set up. (laughs) Yeah, luckily. Yeah, it shouldn't take too much time, maybe like 30 minutes I know. to actually get it all fixed. And then you can start relist delisting at your leisure again. I know. <laughs> well, and then what I did realize, too, is um, it ha- these haven't been affected yet, but I'm, I need to go back and like figure out which day I did that. Whatever day in Vendu when I added all the, my whole inventory in, because I think if I've listed... I'm, I'm just worried that there's going to be like other things in my inventory that I did relist delist too, that that information got deleted out of. If I like did it in that in-between window, like since mm. I, if I put it yeah. away and only updated it in Poshmark, not realizing like, okay, I'm in, I'm a Vendu girl now. Like I need to be <laughs> putting everything in. All updates so, need to go into Vendu now. Yeah. 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 Or it's like, if they go into Poshmark, I just need to make sure that it gets like synced before I do any deleting of listings again. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a learning lesson. I feel like all, that's that's the kind of stuff that comes up though when you start a new process. It's like you got to work out all the kinks like that. Right. And luckily you caught it like after one relisting session. It wasn't like 6 months from now you realize like none of this I don't know what any of these shoes are. <laughs> yeah. So like obviously it sucks that it happened, but luckily you caught it pretty quick and yeah have a solution so yeah but other than that i'm loving the new shoe um update it's been so nice because you can see in that reel it's it's really hard to explain like over a podcast format but i had 52 pairs of shoes like squished on these like two tiny shelves like piled high and now that's all cleared out it's so organized and now I have those two shelves available. I was able to move like all my purses onto one of them. And then I think I'm going to go through the rest of my accessories inventory and maybe buy some little baskets or something at Goodwill or Target or something and, and 
be able nice. to get really organized here with that because some of those have just all been in like one drawer and it's fine i don't have a ton so it's like not a huge issue and something sells it's pretty easy to find but could be better you know yeah i was trying to improve my systems um our it. dad was like laughing at me though because he's like oh i saw your your new shoe inventory and he's like i'm just shocked because like growing up like we couldn't like we could not like pay you to get keep your room clean and now look at you with your shoe inventory <laughs> Nailing so organized. <laughs> That's just on personal growth. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What's new? Gotta to start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> it starts with the shoes. And I'm like, yeah, that I I was I was like uh responding to him being basically being like, Yeah, but like if you would have seen me for like the last six months anytime a pair of shoes sold and like they're all avalanching out, like it's a disaster, you'd get fed up too. <laughs> There comes a breaking point. Yeah. My room was livable, you know? <laughs> the shoes were totally. no longer livable for me. And I'm, and I'm, we'll see, give me a, give me six months to see how well I keep up with the shoe inventory. Cause that'll be the real test. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as you have those boxes on hand, I feel like that could be the part, the part that like would make it fall yeah. apart if you just ran out of boxes and then started putting the shoes in weird spots again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping the supplies fully stocked. I think yeah. I can do it because I go to the post office all the time and my post office that I go to is really good about keeping their supplies like stacked in just like a free shelf you can go grab. So I really have no excuse. Yeah. Nice. And it's like I have my two clothing racks that are in my posture and like until the shoes are put away, I can just like kind of leave them pending there yeah. until, you know, that's always like our secret mentality of like, I'll just like not put this away for like a week because it's probably going to sell like right away. Better <laughs> save myself the time, save myself the trouble. But if you put it away, then it always sells. So it's like. <laughs> True. That's a good, that's a good motivator to put it away. The minute you put it away, it'll sell. Yeah. <laughs> so what was in the the space where the shoes are now, did you have to clear anything out? No, there was really nothing I had. So where I have them stored now is the guest bedroom closet. And I didn't really have anything like important up there. Like it was just like extra throw pillows and blankets that I just don't have a spot for in my house. And I just moved them to the other guest bedroom closet for now. We do have like a, a closet in our like guest bathroom that has like a lot of open shelves. So I'm thinking I can just move all the extra pillows and blankets in there at some point, kind of get reorganized. Yeah. But they didn't need to be in that guest bedroom closet. So it ended up being a perfect spot. And the boxes fit like chef's kiss perfectly. Like <laughs> the shoe box size, if it's exactly five high, like from the shelf to the ceiling, like it's snug. It's, it's, could have planned it better. Too. You could have <laughs> planned it better. And then, um, for those like larger size boxes, I just have a, a stack of those, um, sitting on the floor of the closet right underneath, but yeah, it all fits really good. Love it. As long as my guests don't need any space when they come stay. What's new with you this week? Not too much from a reselling standpoint. I made a couple of sales this week, which is always exciting. And... I wanted to give an update on my baby clothes thrifting because a while ago I was getting really into that. Um, I was spending some 
some time going to the Once Upon a Child location near me that I've been able to find a lot of great stuff. I've also done some like Mercari baby clothes thrifting and like Poshmark. And then <laughs> since I have some baby showers coming up, I've decided to pause myself. <laughs> Put a pause on buying any more baby clothes on my own right now since I'm sure I will be getting some as gifts in the, in the next couple months. But but it, it it's hard because we had just planned our episode for next time that's all about Facebook buy-sell trading groups kind of focusing more on kids' clothes, and I'm a little bit inspired now, so I think I will probably join some groups this week. The spending um, freeze is lifted. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, we'll see. Maybe just as a spectator at this point, as I'm kind of learning all the lingo and everything like that, but it's just so much to learn, which is great because I mean, obviously baby clothes, I don't wear for that long. So it's the perfect, perfect items to resell, you know, because everyone's wanting a deal. Definitely. So that's my baby clothes update. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and then also I am going on a baby moon later this week, which I'm super excited about. Should be a lot of fun. We're going to Lake Tahoe the heavenly ski resort area for like a long weekend and Bjorn my husband is like a big skier so he's gonna go skiing for a couple days and I have like spa plans and appointments booked and amazing I'm going to bring plenty of books to read and just kind of hang out. It's also like my, we'll be there on my birthday, which is kind of fun to be like on a vacation. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been on a vacation on my birthday besides when I was in I was fourth just gonna grade. Say, I was just about <laughs> to correct you. I'm like, how could you say that? Fourth grade. <laughs> when we went to California and our like, traveling day there was on my birthday and we made a really big deal about how I had a 26 hour birthday. <laughs> the time day. changed. Yeah. So very nice. That sounds really fun to uh, go do a little like ski lodge. And yeah, if anyone has recommendations for the Tahoe area, let me, how do you know? I've, I've been there one time, but it was during the like summer. So it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. winter wonderland vibes, but the lake was really pretty. I did that. I did a solo hike and then I got really scared. So then I called you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so if that happens. Call me. about that. <laughs> if somehow I end up on a solo hike. Yeah. So, cause when you're going to be on the baby moon, how far along will you be? How I will be 30 weeks. <gasps> 30 weeks. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I like had the big energy boost in the second trimester that everyone kind of boasts about. And yeah, I mean, we've gotten so just... much, so much done with like the nursery and just the, the like prenatal classes and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm, 
I'm glad we have more time. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling like we're in a better spot than we were a couple months ago. So very true. Just what you can hope for. And then also I just bought my breast pump through my insurance yesterday. And that came with like some free classes as well. So I might take those <laughs> Oh, cool! as well, just to kind of get another, I don't know, another set of information, but yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 30 weeks. So that's like, you're like so soon. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to beat her. <laughs> Same. What a gal. What a gal. Have to have her on the pod. Have to have her Maybe. on the pod. <laughs> Maybe yes. I'm sure she'll make some background noise appearance if she's anything like Harold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Char. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this week's episode is all about Facebook Marketplace. We're going to talk about our tips, mostly for selling, but we might have a few tips for buying on there too. If you don't know, like most of my furniture in my house is from Facebook Marketplace. So <laughs> I have, I feel pretty experienced on the matter. On both ends of it. <laughs> True. Honestly, more as a shopper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so these are going to be our tips for Facebook Marketplace. Just some of our thoughts on that. Yes. So our first tip, you know, when you list an item and people start messaging about it you get a lot of those messages is this still available and your facebook messenger app is just blowing up so a tip that we have is you know a lot of those people will not end up buying the item or like pursuing it further beyond like is this still available but if you have people that are like yes, they want to come pick it up or meet up to like, uh, get the item. I start like a notes app of the people's names and like the time that they are going to arrive or if I need to like meet them at a third location, like what that is and the time and stuff like that, just to keep it all straight. It gets so confusing if you're like, if your item has a lot of interest and you're trying to like go back through the messages to find that person you were talking to, like, I feel like it's a needle in a haystack and gets really confusing. So if you just put like their first name and the time that's helped me a lot of like staying organized to know, like <laughs> what promises I've made <laughs> to these people and when they might show up. Yeah. Good to stay organized. Cause it, it is hard finding the messages, especially because all the conversations at a glance, look exactly the same as each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good tip. I've never done the notes app, like making a list before. I'm always just like searching in there. That was yeah. time. So that is a good tip. Yeah, definitely try it out. Yes. Okay. So another tip, this one's for our, trying to get the sale as quick as possible. Um, Kind of making your listing stand out among the crowd. Like you really want, just like on Poshmark, just like on any resale app, you want the photos to be like as clear and like as well lit and just like as attractive as possible. And I feel like this goes extra far on Facebook Marketplace because 
um, not a lot of people have this mentality when it comes to the picture on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> people are more, because you can make sales just like snap and go, like, yeah, random, like couch that's been sitting in their garage for like six months, like under a tarp. And then like they take a picture of it, like in the garage, like dark, like weird. And then sometimes it still sells. So I think if you go the extra mile to kind of like make sure to take your photo during the day with natural light, like kind of show a photo of the couch, like how you kind of had it styled in your house, not like it's in storage, I guess, more just like it's actually being like used and how, 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 how it looks like in use. Um, I feel like that does usually equate to more people, uh, clicking on your item. I follow all these different, like, actually, I don't even follow them. They just come to me on like the for you page or like the explore page on Instagram (laughs) of like, you know, people that like perfect, like there's a whole resale market for people that just focus on flipping furniture. And sometimes when they're flipping furniture, it's like, they're not even, you know, there's, I feel like there's two routes with that. Like where you're actually like sanding it down, refinishing something, like updating it, making it new. Yeah. And then selling it for more. But there's also times where people just find a deal, like someone was just giving away a couch for free because they had to move. And then they like take it, maybe like style it in their house and then sell it for, you know, 10x the profit just because they they took the time into like merchandising it more so. So those photos can be really important. Definitely. Another thing about Facebook Marketplace is there is a lot of ghosting. I kind of mentioned that at the beginning, but... I mean, that just kind of is how the app operates. Like if you go into like, if you're searching items to buy and you click on it, the automated message that like it has pre-populated is like, is this still available? So that is why that message comes up so often if you didn't know. And yeah, there are a lot of people just like browsing on there. So if it's kind of like getting like getting a is this interesting message is kind of like getting a like on Poshmark. It's like, yes, they're not definitely going to buy it by any means. So maybe no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind. And to not get discouraged if you're getting a lot of people that are looking and a lot of times too. I mean, if you're selling like home items that are more like functional items like like I sold like a mattress recently it's like a lot of times people need a mattress like pretty quickly yeah so like I've had people like seem like they're really interested and then like they'll message them be like hey I actually picked up a different one tonight when maybe I was gonna have them pick it up up mine the next night and like that just happens just because they're like they need somewhere to sleep on tonight so just try not to let those kind of ghosting or people changing their mind get you down. So true. Yeah, I feel like on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> when something like you can have it listed and you know people are just saying that is it available? Is like that doesn't really mean much until there's like a plan to pick it up. But then once it starts, once a plan starts coming together, the sale happens usually fast, like within yeah. hours. Like definitely. Um, it's not usually like, okay, I'm going to pick it up like next week, Saturday or something. And it's just like a lot of waiting. It's yeah. very first come first serve. Um, and yeah, I know I get very annoyed by the, like, is it available? Is it available? Is it available? Like, I mean, who doesn't? It's just 
because like yeah it's seriously like one in a hundred of those messages ends up in a sale so it's like can be a lot to, to just take on mentally but also then when i'm shopping on there i'm like the queen of using but i just is it available, is it available yeah. Because honestly, yeah, as a shopper, you just have to keep in mind, as a shopper, people are using that basically just to save the items they want as like a possibility that they might want. Our advice would be like, if you're responding to the, is it available messages, like say you open your app and you have like 20 new messages and they all are, is it available to just like have one kind of response and copy and paste that into all the messages. So I just typically am like, yes, it is available for pickup tomorrow night, let me know if you're interested or something like that, just to like keep it going. But if you just copy and paste those messages, if you copy and paste that into each one of the messages, it, it is pretty quick to respond. Yeah. In bulk. <laughs> uh, I've seen on there too. Some people are getting really fed up with the art. Is this available messages? So sometimes in the listing, they'll be like, if it's, if you're seeing this, it's still available. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> but like, that's not going to stop anyone from setting this, this available because that is the default message that Poshmark is suggesting. So, okay. Another tip for, you know, once you do get a pickup scheduled is having two people home when they are going to be picking it up, especially if they're coming to your house to pick it up. This is partially for safety because you know, you hear the horror stories, Facebook marketplace, Facebook marketplace murders. Um, so well, <laughs> well, yeah, we went there. Um, yeah. So it's just best to have two people home that way for safety. It's not just like you home alone and then like strangers coming to your house, but also if it's like a couch or something heavier, sometimes it's nice having like, you know, if I'm selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace, I love having Rick home. So that way he can help like carry it. Load um, it in the car. Load it in. <laughs> Honestly, when he's home, I've mentioned before, but like, yeah, like I'm hiding, like he's dealing with it. <laughs> I saw a really funny TikTok last night, actually, that was, I need to find it. So I could, I literally saved it. I'm going to share it when this episode goes live, but I need to talk about it because it was really funny. It was literally me to, to a T. It was... It's like a girl sitting on her couch with a glass of red wine. And it says, my husband returning from another Facebook marketplace exchange that I set up while I sit on the couch and hide. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think you need to be taking advantage of this, Maddie. No, well then, like, what about his safety? <laughs> that, you're there to call 911 if needed. Like, it's fine. He's fine. He can fend for himself. Um... So yeah, having two people home is very key for multiple reasons. Try to avoid having it just be you home. Yeah, there's a lot you can do to like be prepared for, to make the exchange kind of as quick as possible too. Of like have the item ready to go either at the front door or like even like sitting right outside of your house or like in the garage. All in the garage is a key one. If you have the uh, if you have a garage and it's not too much work to put it in there before, that makes it really seamless. Because then when they arrive, you can just like open the garage door and they don't have yeah. to really come anywhere near your front door. Yeah, I did have I we sold like our old TV recently too, and they the people picking it up they also brought two people, which I kind of love when everyone comes like with their like buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like everyone's like wanting to be safe. 
but they they wanted to make sure that it worked before they left which totally understandable for a tv like <laughs> if they yeah. run all the way home and it's like doesn't even work <laughs> that'd be really disappointing so we did like plug it in like we had like an outlet right by our front door and kind of like plug it in right there so so they could see that like yes the tv does indeed work we're not just getting rid of it because it's broken or something but doing any kind of like tests like that that was something i just hadn't thought of before they had asked for it but it like totally made sense but if you're selling like an electronic like that we have to plug it in if you can kind of scope out like if if they do want to ask or whatever like where will you do that beforehand just so you have a plan um yeah so you're prepared if, and you're not like they're coming come on in. your house yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, sorry, when you were talking about the TV, um, I just remembered another like TikTok I saw a while ago that was like someone bought a TV on Facebook Marketplace and then when they got it home, they like plugged it in and when they turned it on, it had like the Burger King like menu on it. Like someone stole it from a drive through and then sold it. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like what a shock would that be? Imagine they wanted to test it there and they like plugged it in like how do you explain that (laughs) oh don't mind this yeah like we got it for burger king (laughs) that's funny another tip is to include in the listing how the exchange is going to happen basically so if you're doing like pickup only or meeting at like a third party location um that's something just to include in the listing so when the people are looking at it, they know upfront kind of what to expect. So I know we've sold some like bulkier furniture items recently and all of them in the, the description I've included pickup only just because people will ask like, Oh, can you deliver this? Yeah. I think that's another good place to also imply like being like, We'll, we'll need two people to lift because then like maybe they could bring a person not like yeah you to do it <laughs> i've seen that when i bought furniture too people will sometimes say that be like you need to load load in yourself like load it out yourself like we're not able to help kind of seems sad to write that because it's like i don't know if that's just us being midwest girls that are like always have to help with everything but yeah it makes sense the person picking up should bring enough people that they can carry it out of the house themselves also, another th- good thing to put on there, because I've been burned before, is if you live in like a like five-story apartment building and you live on the fifth floor and you're selling a couch, maybe mm. note that in the description. Me and Rick bought um, our couches and they did not note that. And like me and Rick went to pick it up. Like I'm, I consider myself strong enough to like help, you know, load a couch, but like the like three flights of stairs that made a difference for me. I was very tired. (laughs) We could have maybe like found a friend to come help that was a little stronger than me or something. Even for Rick, like, or that might have been us even buying that couch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, luckily that time, like, I think we made it down like, um, like one of the flights of stairs. And then these two guys happened to be coming in and they were just like, nice guys that were like oh my gosh like do you want us to help you and i was like if you don't mind like i'm like crying like trying to lift this couch it was literally a couch and a big chair and an ottoman and all the throw pillows so 
then they kind of took over for me, which was really nice of them. And then I was like carrying all the cushions and stuff down to help. But yeah, yeah, always the more info you can give about like what to expect during the pickup is really helpful for the buyer. Definitely. Because yeah. also if it's, if it's too difficult, like honestly, if those guys wouldn't have offered and we were only down one flight of stairs, there's still like four flights of stairs to go. We might have just considered being like, yeah, like never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we'll take the cash back. <laughs> we'll just take the chair and that's it. <laughs> we can't get the other one down the stairs. We just leave it on the stairs. We just leave, cut our losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is a good tip for sure. Okay, for Facebook Marketplace, one thing we wanted to talk about today too is like what kind of items we've mostly had experience selling. I think for our, I know there's an option that you can like list, like, you know, if we're usually, we're talking resale, like me and Maddie are t- thinking clothing resale on our Poshmark closets. Like we have tons of inventory. Um, that's not so much what we're focusing on putting over on Facebook marketplace. I would love to talk to someone that does do that. Cause I know that is an option where um, people, can like, I know like on Vendu that I've been using, like one of the options is to cross this over to Facebook marketplace. So maybe I'll do an experiment and try it. Cause I know you can do shipping there, but typically for the most part, we are focusing on selling like furniture, larger items, local items, um, rather than like small items. Like, I feel like even if I was selling like an old computer or iPod or I don't know why iPod, that's little updated but um you know something <laughs> not, like that getting getting a lot for that my Nintendo <laughs> switch personally i think both of us would be more likely to just like list that on mercari or our poshmark or ebay yeah. or whatever and save facebook more so for like okay things that i would be too expensive for me to ship on mercari definitely all right another tip is you know the payment of it all what to do so In our experience, we have opted for cash or Venmo. Those have been great options for making these exchanges and definitely have them pay before the item is like in their car. (laughs) Not that they're going to like skirch away. (laughs) Yeah, you never know though. (laughs) You never know. So yeah, luckily like... I feel like Bjorn always brings up like, oh, and like, did you guys figure out the payment? Like asking both of us, cause like he knows like, like I'm the one interacting with the people on Facebook and it's a great, it's a great opener to like, kind of get the conversation going in person. Cause it's kind of awkward to be like, oh, where's the money? Oh, yeah, having, you can just play the naive card and be like, oh, and have you guys figured that out? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes people will ask for your Venmo, like, beforehand or like when they're on the way um just to get the name going or in venmo there's like a a way where you can like show your qr code so then they can just scan it when you're standing there too that's been pretty slick to make sure it's going to the right spot oh true i love that qr code feature on venmo yeah especially for people like us where their venmo is still their maiden name and it's just all kinds of confusing i know they're like like, is this you it's like yeah my photo is like six years old on there they're like they're like you are not that beautiful (laughs) (laughs) you're a cat like 
I was in 2014, baby. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I made this account. <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh, so true. Yeah, so that's pretty much all of our tips for Facebook Marketplace. Um, let us know if you have any tips, if you've done a lot of selling on there. Um, like I said, I've dabbled a little bit in selling furniture and every time I do, I'm like, wow, I need to like do more of this because since it is usually larger items, it's usually like, you know, at least over a hundred dollar sale whenever I'm selling something on Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Uh, those really help for the resale business too. So if you're shopping at a thrift shop and find like, I found like, um, you know, like a West Elm chair or you know, a high demand, like furniture brand item, and you can flip that for a couple hundred dollars on Facebook Marketplace, usually pretty quickly, that could definitely be worth it. And I think I'm going to like challenge myself to try to do a little more of that here in the spring. I feel like spring is a good time where people are like spring cleaning, refreshing yeah. their houses, get involved. Not definitely. to keep promoting my own reels, but I did make a reel of this one time when I found a couch on the side of the road. And I did <laughs> sell it for $500. So check it out. We need more of those. <laughs> yeah, that's my best profit to date by far. $0 to $500. Zero. And a little elbow grease, me washing all the cushions. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We did also put on our Instagram stories asking for, I know one thing with Facebook that you hear about all the time, the horror stories, the scams. So we had asked on Instagram for people to share red flags or scams that they look out for on Facebook Marketplace. And we got a few responses here. We were recording this episode a little soon after posting it. So um, <laughs> bear with us. But we did get a few that we wanted to share. <laughs> no, yeah, there was a fast turnaround. If you see us put a question box up, assume we're recording in like the next 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, but one that came in was paying with Zelle before picking up because and then in parentheses it says they can dispute and then you'll end up losing the money. So basically what she's saying is, mm. so I know Zell has really good um, like disputing charges. Whereas I feel like on Venmo, it's really hard. Like once you pay someone, since it's more of like a friends and family app, like you basically can't get your money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's hard to like win a dispute case on there which works in your favor in this situation, because if someone's paying with Zelle before they come pick it up and then they come pick it up and then they dispute the charge and then like you get the money taken away from you, that is how they're scamming you is what she's saying. And the item's already gone. Yeah, that's why it's good to have the cash in hand. Yeah. The Definitely. Venmo in hand, then you can just transfer your bank account instantly. That's what that's I always do. Like they're not even pulling out of the driveway yet and I'm transferring that balance to the bank account immediately so true that ka-ching sound is going off <laughs> yes. yeah i've heard from multiple people that zell is just kind of when they have someone that wants to pay with zell on facebook marketplace it just kind of makes them more weary that there's going to be some kind of issue so that is why i'm always but then it's like, I do know people, some people do really prefer it. So it's hard to know who's real, who's fake, but right. just do what you're comfortable with for payment. If you're the one selling an item, you get to call the shots. Definitely. And like cash is always the easiest. <laughs> cash know. is king. Yes. 
Another one we received is when communicating in Messenger and they say to give them your phone number. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. Don't... It's, it's giving the same energy as when um, people on Poshmark are like, I love this prom dress. Email me, email my assistant at, <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. Where it's just like, it's like, we don't need to stay in touch. Like, <laughs> yeah, like getting personal. And also, like, it's like, then sometimes if you're like, oh no, like I prefer to like just communicate on here, they're like, well, how will I get a hold of you? And it's like, we're talking right now, you freaking idiot. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I typically just ignore that. Or like th then I just move on to somebody else if they're like yeah the phone number is going. I mean, yeah, there's no reason just why to them. you would need to be in texting communication <laughs> when you are literally messaging them. So I understand why that is a red red flag. So true. And then another one someone submitted was when they want to pay now but have someone else pick it up. See, this is one where I could see that kind of falls under that same scam that the other one was talking like about. Yeah. Yeah. But also like there's been times where it's like I find something I want to face the workplace and then like I'm going to send Rick to pick it up and then like, I don't know. I could see it. I could see it being earnest. Are you a scammer? <laughs> no, I'm not a scammer. I'm kidding. Um, and I've also had, I don't know. I feel like one kind of good way to vet people you know, one of my favorite shows of all time is Catfish. So I feel like I'm pretty good at just sussing people out on the internet from watching so many episodes of that show. And one thing that they do when they're when they're checking out, you know, these people that these people are saying that they're like dating on the Catfish TV show is if they go to their profile and they have like five friends and like no posts and like not a lot going on. And it's like they look really fake. It's probably fake. If you go to someone's post and it's like they have a lot of photos like they have a lot of people tagged in their stuff they have like and i know some people have their facebook private so it does, this doesn't always work but i feel like in general you can like tell even if someone's page is private like if they're like a real person or not based on just some of the things that are available to look at yeah and if you're if you're getting good vibes like i don't know i've, I've definitely some of the scam territory sometimes it is earnest so you never know but if you're feeling any bit of like suspicion in your stomach just assume it's a scam yeah i always too like when when someone's coming to pick something up i mean this is very like 1950s to say but like i'm always in the messages being like oh and my husband and i will be ready or something. <laughs> like to just kind of show oh, yeah. it's like you will not be able my to brother will be strangle me my my football player friend will be available me and all my friends are sitting here waiting like you know yes it's strength kind of numbers you could too if they were really trying to like pay beforehand and you weren't comfortable with that you could just be like go back to the cash thing and be like oh actually like can you bring cash when when you come yeah pick it up? that's a good or way to like get that. around it but be careful out there because there are scammers out there but there's also just girlies trying to get a good deal on a something on Facebook, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that is all of our thoughts on Facebook Marketplace as of now. If we miss something in this episode or something comes to mind as you're listening, you have a personal story you want to share, 
definitely let us know. Like we said, this is going to be part of a kind of two-part Facebook selling series. And we could definitely recap some, you know, some of the responses at the top of a future episode too, if there's enough enough interest of, of things people want to make sure other people know about Facebook or their best tips for selling and buying on there. Definitely. Well, we will be back next week with another episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to, you know, just head over to the Apple podcast, Spotify apps, and leave us five stars, write a little review. It really helps us out, reach new listeners and totally makes our day. Definitely. Also, we love on Instagram. If you take a screenshot, whenever you're listening to an episode and share that you're listening, that really helps other people find our podcast too. So you feel so inclined, feel free to do that. Also, you can always send us any questions, feedback, anything you want to talk about us to talk about in a future episode, you can send us an email at sistershuposh at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram at sistershuposh. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye.